The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. My name is Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am with one of the DFS sharks of the entire DFS community, Mr. Mike Apatria. How are you, Mike? I think right now, Coach, uh, we're both a little sweaty. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of going into this right now. It's uh, approximately 10 p.m. on the East Coast, so uh, final game of the night is going to start in about half an hour. We've both got some players in it, and... You know, I'm, I'm hoping there's a few of our few of our listeners out there that that feel the same way because a lot of these plays we talked about, coach, they're looking pretty good. I know, man. I am so fired up. I mean, I the guys we we talked about plugged in in the early games, even some of the the value guys, like you know, like your Triple J and and some people all came came through. And now for me in this late game, uh, I've got the the three studs i think in lebron um d'angelo and draymond so if i can get those in this could be my personal best preseason uh, night of the year so definitely late night hammer brother oh yeah uh i mean we 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 were right on with the hawks call um i mean these guys are going into or halfway nine minutes left in the fourth quarter and we're looking at deandre hunter collins and trey young all playing 23 plus minutes um, so that's a plus for us. We had our stars go off. We had our value plays go off. And now we're looking at some of the, the other games and teams that we didn't want a lot to do with. And, and that worked out well as well. So this is it's overall going to be a good night, I think. So uh, looking to keep this momentum going. And tonight we have a very, very uh, you know similar slate. DraftKings five games. So I'm ready to get this going, Coach. Let's do this. I am too. And, uh, you know, we're... As uh, our listeners know, we're, we always uh, record this the night before, uh, and this is for uh, tomorrow's slate, which is Thursday, October 17th. It's a five-game slate, and it locks at 7 Eastern. So we only have two more preseason slates, which are unbelievable. Uh, so we are winding it down. And uh, before we jump in, uh, our, we want to thank our presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Uh, they are the only rake-free fantasy site in the industry. Jump on FantasyDraft.com, sign up with the promo code HoopBall, and get your seven-day free membership uh, with up to $1,000 in rake-free contests. And uh, it's uh, things are getting exciting for with Fantasy Draft, too, because... Tuesday, they go live NBA, so we can really start talking fantasy draft, uh, you know, uh, salaries and player builds. And, you know, they're the only fantasy site also that has allows you to play multiple bigs. So you can play, you know, three centers, four centers. You can literally build uh, a lineup a lot of different ways. So excited for that. And then make sure to get on there. Uh, uh, $300,000 Hooters NFL contest, guaranteed money, rake-free on Sunday. So that's it, man. We are ready to rock and roll here. Our first game tomorrow is the Miami Heat at the Orlando Magic. 
and you have the Miami Heat, sir. All right, let's do this. So with Miami, we saw them do their Justice Winslow point guard lineup last time out. Um, most of their starters that we saw are the ones that we could pretty much expect on opening night, I believe. So I, I think that's kind of the taste of what we're going to get as far as uh, a dress rehearsal, I think it was last game. Uh, I wouldn't expect their starters to get a ton of run. That's just the anticipation I'm going in with. So I'm going to kind of temper my expectations, and not to mention Orlando's defense is not one that we generally want to target as it is. They're very stout defensively. They're very long. Uh, they can yep. cause a lot of matchup problems on the defensive end for other teams. So overall, I'm not really interested in too much. If I was going to go anywhere, I'd probably just stick with the front court and play a little bam, if anything. Tyler Hero is always on the board just because I – I, I can't ever forget about him. I like to mention him every time. I know you were hot on him, too, in the uh, in the preseason. Um, yeah. So he's definitely still in play for me, but he would be a secondary target that I would just be playing in GPPs. I'm so fired up for him. I have him in all my year-long leagues, and I, you know, I've been just going nuts on him since the summer league. So I, I'm so happy to see. I mean, you know, he really came into this preseason uh, not in the rotation at all. So – the fact that he may start, according to what uh, I read from Spolstra today, he may start at the two. So that that is phenomenal. I'm I, he's I'm excited for him for this season. So that'll be great. But I am not going to go Tyler Hero direction uh, uh, for tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to to target Justice Winslow. I think that he'll get a good strong run. He's still trying to drive home his point of starting at the point. Uh, He's been pushing for that all along. I think that, uh, you know, at worst he'll split minutes at the point with Dragic and then slide over and play the three when Dragic is in there. So I just like, uh, I think, you know, Winslow's motivated to play well. Uh, You know, they'll rotate a decent amount of guys and he's going to be my target for Miami tomorrow. Hey, no, I don't blame you. I'm a big Winslow believer. I, I truly believe he's a great point guard. Um, I think that's his best position at the very least. But the one thing I mentioned with this whole team is I'm just worried because we saw like last game, Bam played 26 minutes, Butler played 26, Leonard played 28, Winslow played 28, Hero played 25. So we saw a lot of their starters go at a deep rotation, whereas we look at the guys on the cusp, uh, you know, your, your Devon Reed, Chris Silva, uh, Kenzie uh, Akpala, uh, six, seven, eight minutes. So Kendrick Nunn, 14 minutes. Those are the guys I would anticipate seeing just a little bit extra run, and that's going to come at, I believe, the starter's expense. So I Yeah, I agree, and that's why I'm not going deep on Miami tomorrow uh, at all. I did see that Kendrick Nunn is trying to make the team. Uh, I guess if he gets an extended run, if you really need a value play, you can do that. You know, it was funny, but, you know, I've been talking and preaching, don't worry about salary, don't worry about salary, and I haven't the entire preseason. Tonight's lineup, though, when I turned it in, I used every nickel. I actually had, because Mm -hmm. you had the Hardens, LeBrons, and all Drummonds, and all these guys on the same slate, I used all my money. Yeah, I was in the same boat. And it's, again, it's all going to be dependent on your slate. And you're going to see that you know later on in the year. And when there's a lot of stars on the slate, a lot of people are going to be more inclined to play like a stars and scrub lineup. So uh, you're going to see less people have salary on the board, whereas if they were to go a little bit more uh, in the direction of kind of a fair and balanced lineup where you can leave you know six or five or 100 on, on the board and feel perfectly okay with that. I'm with you. And, and I still think these last two nights – you're going to see a lot of scratches and we're probably going to be in that no salary stress 
or at least close to it these last two nights. And then, you know, then the reality of, of squeezing out every penny starts on opening night because, you know, you want to play all the stars and you can't. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be a different world here pretty soon. But uh, all right, on the Orlando side of the ball, uh, Fournier looks like he's uh, questionable. I just I don't believe he's going to play, and if he does, I can't imagine him being very effective. Uh, he's had a, a little bit of an injury plague preseason here, and I think they're trying to get him freshened up. Um, you know, I've I've been playing Jonathan Isaac pretty consistently. Um, you know, I, I like them, especially in the fact that Miami's, I think, like we said, are going to rotate a lot of guys. So I have no problem uh, plugging Isaac in. Uh, he's fairly priced uh, as well. And then, um, you know, I, don't, I think they'll play Vuk and Bomba and Gordon. And uh, I don't see any of those guys listed as resting right now. So I'll probably uh, just look at Isaac for – usually the, the weakest position of small forward and uh, and then go from there. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty good idea with this. I, I know that Vucevic sat out last game, so if I was inclined to play any of their major starters, it would most likely be him, and it's also because he's the best point-per-minute producer that they have. So uh, it, that's the direction I'd probably want to head in if you wanted to take a stab at Markel Fultz because his minutes probably seem the most – predictable at this point he's going to keep probably playing that like around 20 minute threshold um just to get him comfortable at the end of the day and if they if they wanted to throw him extra minutes they they could um it's just i wouldn't think they'd go overboard with any of the other starters tonight so um that's kind of my my direction with the magic i don't blame you one bit and then we go on to a second game here that is is you know at least on the first part of this is going to be a monster head scratcher because it's Atlanta at Chicago and Atlanta is playing right now and all their guys are playing big minutes. Um, they already have Herder, Crab, and Parsons listed as out for tomorrow. And I can't imagine that, that they're going to get big run for Trey or Collins, uh, you know, and Hunter and some of these guys that are logging big minutes. So, it's, it's almost impossible at this moment to really say, you know, these are the guys to play tomorrow um, based on how things shake out today. So, you know, this, I guess, is a great place to, to bring up what we bring up somewhere in the show each night is, you know, really follow it uh, the next, the, tonight and then all day tomorrow up until lock, follow uh, at Fantasy. Uh, Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. Follow me at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Follow at Mike Apatria, M I K E A P O T R I A. And follow Andrew at Language Olympic. And then you want to go to hoopdashball.com and jump on the forum and get on the DFS thread. Our new guys that, that joined the team are uh, jumping on there and, and getting it done for us and updating things as the days uh, the day goes on. And you, you really have to stay on top of that, uh, specifically uh, these next two nights if you really want to cash because there are going to be some guys that are going to take some goose eggs that aren't prepared properly. So with that, I guess, I mean, I, I really can't say anything else about Atlanta. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I I feel the same way about him. I know that there is going to be some some value available. Um, I have a good feeling we're going to see some of these guys just sit out. Like like we talked about, um, they were expecting this to be like the last major hurrah for the starters during the preseason. So it wouldn't shock me to see most of the guys sit out. I mean, the ones I would expect to play would probably be Hunter, Reddish, the rookies, the young guys. Um, and even then, I wouldn't expect those guys on the back-to-back to get a ton of minutes. I'd be more or less looking at, you know, the crumb bums like Brandon Goodwin, uh, Bruno Fernando, those kinds of guys down there. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a few other kind of guys that are like G League eligible in a few weeks that we could take a look at as well. Um, but this could just be a slop fest on the whole side of the ball. But um, looking and keying in on what that starting lineup is going to be the most important thing. And if we see some of these guys that aren't normally in it, I feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that they're starting. Uh, they should see extended run. Yeah, and with a five-game slate, you know, we may not even have to dig into that garbage, you know. No, and that's that's another good point you bring up. And, um, you know, don't go overboard. And you can kind of see I, I made that mistake the, the other night when we were talking about it with the Celtics with all those injuries, and I played a good amount of them, when in reality the best thing to do was only to target two. Uh, I You know, I had almost three in every lineup. I had uh, Grant Williams, uh, Robert, uh, Robert Williams, uh, and I believe I had uh, now. Now it's slipping my mind. Uh, Edwards, uh, yeah, Carson Edwards as well. And you know, obviously, if I just not, didn't play Robert Williams, uh, I'd be in a lot better shape. And you know, that's due to an injury. We can't predict that going ahead. But there probably wasn't going to be enough enough juice in the orange for all three of them as it was. So I think I think two at most, um, and it's a crapshoot at this point until we hear that starting lineup. Um, go about your builds without using any of these guys. Yeah, and you know, I you know, for going forward in the regular season, if there's more than three games on the slate, I personally never stack more than two from one team. Uh, if I think it's just an explosion game of uh, no defense, I will go two on each side, which is you know, four guys from the same game is heavy, but that's usually what what my rule of thumb is. But uh, all right, what do you got on the upstart Chicago Bulls? So looking at the Bulls, we actually just got their their starting lineup announced. So I think that's going to be a, a major uh, factor into what we're going to be seeing tomorrow. So we're going to have to – it's going to be a big of, a, of like a wait-and-see approach with the Bulls for me. I'm going to want to actually hear their starting lineup. They are dealing with several injuries. Uh, we did see Wendell Carter's now healthy, and I'm expecting him to actually play just because he didn't log – that many preseason minutes as it is but for me it's it's going to be the major guys your zach levine um i think i'm going to kind of sit back on the point guard situation i think just because sadaransky got named the starter doesn't mean he's going to go out there and play 30 minutes during a preseason game um if anything it could mean the complete opposite i'd be looking at kobe white off the bench i expect him to get continuous run especially because they want to see um exactly what his position is they haven't named him the backup point guard they actually talking a little bit about backup point and shooting guard so he's going to be playing a little bit of both so i'd expect extended run from him and that's kind of where i'm drawing the line i mean i wouldn't knock you if you wanted to play guys like porter um but to me that's kind of just porter's always just like a gpp guy i I always struggle getting him right um but when you do get him right he can have big games no doubt i i uh was following twitter uh this afternoon i thought it was really funny uh, the, the coach Boylan put out the, the first uh, tweet and announcement was Sadoransky was the starting point guard. Uh, he won the, the starting role. Then 10 minutes later, it, it, his tweet was Chris Dunn was going to be the backup point guard off the bench. He was, you know, he loved his defense and, and you know, he's, he, he's a real defensive stopper coming in off the bench. 
And then 10 minutes later, it was funny, then he said, Kobe White is definitely, and he put it in caps, in the rotation and going to get minutes. So what that tells me, I like Sadoransky and White especially, but I can't see myself touching that situation with a 10-foot pole for quite some time because I don't, it may be great for the Bulls, but I don't want, you know, a 19-minute Sadoransky and 18-minute Dunn and a 19-minute Kobe White. I mean, that's not going to get it done for you, even if they're mixing some two in there for some of those guys. So that's going to be, you know, a fade fade and see for me for quite some time. I'll just be focusing on the Zach Levine world. He's going to make a lot of my lineups, uh, including tomorrow. I, I just – I think he is so locked in. Tomorrow's their last exhibition game, and they have six days till their first game. So Zach Levine's going to make uh, my lineup. Um, and then, you know, I, I think that the rest of these bigs for them, they've, just, they've got about six, seven guys with Carter Gafford, Cornette, Markinen, Young, and Porter specifically, and a little bit of, Denzel Valentine in there um, that are all going to get minutes. You know, I like their depth. I like their youth. Uh, but I'm going to probably be on the Levine bandwagon with Chicago and just, you know, let the dust settle with the rest of the guys, even in the, the, the first week or two of the season. I, 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 they're, they're actually like a deep young team. It's kind of hard to peg which guys are going to be going off on which nights, but Levine makes the most sense, especially in an up, uh, up-tempo pace. And um, I think if, out of any of the guards in the point guard position, I just feel the most comfortable with Kobe. doesn't mean you necessarily need to play him, but if you're sitting there uh, looking at those guys and you're debating on him, he would be the guy I would choose over the rest of them. Um, as far as Minnesota, though, that's another team we just kind of you know seen play yesterday, and they kind of almost did a little bit of a dress rehearsal. So right. it's kind of, it's a little bit it's going to be a little bit questionable going in there exactly what we're going to see as far as um, you know starting lineup and minutes expected. But Carl Anthony Towns played twenty six, Covington played twenty seven, Jeff Teague played twenty eight. Uh, the team in general looked good. Uh, everybody yeah. looked good. It looked like this was kind of what their rotation was going to be. Um, and then we kind of seen some guys at the bottom. Uh, you know, your Jalen uh, Noel, uh, Kellen Martin, Jordan Bell, Gordy Dang, and Travion Graham uh, play very, very limited minutes, barely even touching the teens, only one of them. So I think this is going to be another game where I'm going to kind of proceed with caution until I hear the starting lineup. And once I do hear it, if Carl Anthony Towns is in there, um, I definitely think he's in play, especially going against, you know, Milwaukee. This would I'm expecting Giannis to kind of play in this game as well. So that could be a back-to-back, just get the two studs and watch them go at it kind of situation. Well, I, yeah, I'm, you know, Minnesota is, has really been difficult to, to predict this off season because, you know, the, a lot of their guys have been locked in the whole time. I mean, you know, they're going to start T Wiggins, Covington and towns. It's you know, been given before camp broke, uh, started. So, you know, the other position that's been open and, and the fight a little bit has been between Lehman, Culver, Okogi, those guys all fighting for minutes sort of at the three, four kind of, spot and uh it's continued that way so you know cat had a monster game the last game out so i'm gonna i'm gonna fade him i can't imagine they're gonna push him whatsoever in this last game i mean he's done everything he can do and i think milwaukee's uh interior defense is pretty stout so i'm i'm fading towns that'll be one of my main fades tomorrow for a guy 
that'll probably be decently owned. And I really don't want to target anybody with Minnesota. If if Teague is sitting or going to get limited minutes, I still like the Shabazz Napier uh, call because I think he's a really solid backup point guard. And, you know, he does do well in, in DFS points per minute. So he'll be the, a nice value guy I'll, I'm going to keep an eye on, especially, you know, when we hear any news on Teague. And then uh, that'll be it for me on the Minnesota side. I don't blame you. Um, you know, I guess we could slide it over to Milwaukee, and it's pretty simple for me if I'm playing anybody on Milwaukee. Uh, it's pretty much just going to be Giannis. Um, you know, I, I'm obviously Eric Bledsoe is expected to miss again, um, and if that yeah. happens, we'll probably see George Hill sliding on the starting point. If they decide that they want to rest guys, and we hear George Hill is sitting, I think that frees up Frank Mason as well. Yeah, they have DiVincenzo has been getting decent minutes there too. So it makes it a little bit tough. Um, you know, Giannis is some almost to the point of plug and play, just like Harden. I mean, if he's going to play, you just put him in there. I mean, I, you almost don't have a, chance, a choice because he's so incredibly productive. You don't want to sacrifice, you know, 40 fantasy points or 50 fantasy points uh, that he puts up in 20, 25 minutes. So Giannis, if he's going to play, and I don't read any – crazy uh, minutes restrictions. Uh, I'll fire him up. And, uh, and that's all for me for Milwaukee with Bledsoe out. Like I say, you know, there's just been too much rotation at that point spot for me to feel comfortable to force somebody in on a five game slate. So, all right, three games down two to go. So we will uh, just throw in there just real quickly again, you know, thanking our, our sponsors, uh, our home base, HoopBall. You know, make sure to go to hoop-ball.com, jump on the forums, get involved there. You know, we've got everything going from A to Z and Z to A in, in NBA basketball there. Uh, you know, of course, the presenting sponsor, Fantasy Draft, fantasydraft.com, promo code HoopBall. Keep supporting them. They have some phenomenal contests on opening night on Tuesday. Uh, you know, start getting ready for that whole run. It's going to be awesome. And, you know, to show support from our sponsors, when you're catching our podcast, whether it's on the way to work, lunch, breaks, whatever it is that you're listening in, uh, you know, once you've listened to the show, uh, you can find us everywhere podcasts are found. So whether it be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere across the board, Take a second, if you would, rate, review, subscribe, hit the five stars, give us some thumbs up, specifically on YouTube, uh, give us a couple of positive comments on iTunes. All of that stuff makes a huge difference for us and our sponsor, and it helps us continue to bring what forward what I believe is the best seven-day DFS uh, content on the planet. And uh, so we want to keep that momentum and keep that going. So we appreciate that, and we jump to game four, Portland at Denver. Portland Trail Blazers, Mr. Apatria. Yeah, this is going to be pretty simple for me. Uh, don't play any of their starters. Uh, they're going to be on a back-to-back. They're tra- Right now they're playing in Utah. Um, we're looking at the third quarter right now. There's seven minutes, 15 seconds left. All their starters are currently, you know, right around the 20 minute mark. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, they're, they're important starters. So Lillard mm-hmm. and McCollum have both played uh, 21, 
minutes each. Uh, Hood played 20, Collins played 19, Whiteside at 16, and that's halfway, just about a little bit more halfway through the game. So I'm good with playing any of those guys because they're traveling into Denver tomorrow. So it's the two two worst places you could travel into due to the altitudes. Uh, that tends to take a, a toll on a player's stamina. And being on a back-to-back, it's just mixed all up the wrong way for me. So if anything, I'm going to be looking at the bench guys here. Uh, Anthony Simons, Mario Hazonia, Sky Labissier uh, would be my three main targets. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we hear that all three of them are starting tomorrow. We're, we're on the same page, brother. Uh, two plug-and-plays for me tomorrow are going to be Simons and Hazonia. Those are both – both guys are going to make my lineup because I think they both could get maybe 30 minutes out there. Um, and uh, Labissier – came through. He was my big hammer. Scal got it done for me uh, earlier in the in the uh, preseason. So you could tell we're doing some shows together, buddy, because we're, we're even spitting out the same bench dudes now. <laughs> it's getting scary. But, uh, yeah, I'll use two out of those three for sure because I guarantee you you're going to hear monster scratches from Portland tomorrow, especially – with the hard run that, that that first unit's getting tonight. So don't, you know, I, I would be more than shocked if they didn't uh, sit like six guys tomorrow. So Simon, Sezonia, LaBissier, all in play. Um, you, you know, let's see how that rolls out and uh, make sure those guys, those three are even all in there, but uh, that really should do it there. And then on Denver's side of the ball, uh, you know, they're sitting at home waiting for this final preseason game. Uh, they haven't played in a couple of nights. Uh, this, you know, is also their final preseason game. So I like some of the Denver players here. I think that they're obviously going to be going against a, a horrible Portland squad with none of their top people. And, you know, I think they'll do a little tiny mini dress rehearsal here. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm really down on Jokic this preseason. I've been giving him a lot of a, a real hard time, but he just like looks like he's given a 50% at best and just not quite getting it done. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm I'm gonna fade him again. I mean, I, he'll probably throw a triple double on the board, but I you know I just I gotta see it to believe it. So I'm gonna more focus on Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap. Those will be two guys that get a lot of play for me tomorrow, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, and then possibility, you know, depending on my lineup builds that one of the other guys uh, may sneak in. But for right now, I'm going to, you know, uh, Murray and Millsap are going to get a lot of play for me. Uh, I kind of agree with you to an extent. Millsap is a guy that I probably won't play much at all uh, this season. It's just... He already said and mentioned in the media that he's fine with taking a back seat and getting as much rest as possible. Um, I just don't see the reason why he'd even play 30 minutes when he's healthy on a, on a given night, knowing that they brought in guys like Jeremy Grant and they still have Michael Porter Jr., who they're going to want to get extra minutes during the preseason too. So I'm really going to uh, I'm gonna kind of steer clear of Millsap. Jokic is just another stud on the board, but um, I just think given that the Trailblazers are pretty much throwing this one away, um, this is such a deep Nuggets team as it is that there's not a lot of spots I want to take shots on. Um, I mean, I could, I could see maybe looking at some of the backups, um, but it's just not necessary when you have better backups on the other side of the in the same game um, that we're expecting to play big minutes. So 
I'm I'm really not too interested in in very much anybody in this side. So I'm ready to go. Well, I want you to find a guy on this slate to take on Paul Millsap because you're talking noise on a dude that still can play. Oh, I mean, no, I know he can play. I just know that he wants to sit down and rest a little bit as I well. I think he's 26 to 28 hard minutes where he can put up strong DFS points this year. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm sticking with my man. I think he's he's still got some game left. All right, well, uh, give me we, – we still got, you know, one more game to go through. I should have enough time to, to find up, you know, somebody on this slide. Find somebody. We need, we need uh, competition number two. How'd your Bruno Caboclo do tonight? <laughs> uh, actually, I haven't, I haven't checked. Uh, let's, go, let's go take a peek. Let's I mean, take a look here because he was going to be our big fight uh, yet last night. I just love him, man. I just love the way that kid has grown. He's been in the league, surprisingly, I believe, like five or six years now. So um, he was really, really raw when he first came in, and he's just continuously kind of improved on his game slowly but surely. And now uh, at the stage of his career, he's I believe he's actually a useful player. Uh, Bruno played 18 minutes, 10 points, five boards, two steals, one block, one three. That's a pretty decent line. That's not bad at all. That's yeah. not bad. That's not 18 bad. minutes. You give this guy 26 and he'd be a, you know, fantasy stud. Yeah, yeah, not bad, man. You might be on to something. I'm I'm not sold on the Kabokolo wagon, but, you know, I can be I could be pro- proven wrong. I I've, I've been plenty of times. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, the Dallas Mavs, our our Dallas Mavs. What are the chances are that the two hosts the guys would have the same favorite team, the Dallas Mavs. Across the country, Our, too. At least you're, you're from know. Texas, so at least you make sense. Well, no, I'm from Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm in Dallas now, but, yeah, that wasn't my home base initially. But, yeah, we're, we're both sort of East Coast guys to be two Mavs fans. is pretty funny. But, um, and they're playing the Clippers. I have Finney Smith, Seth Curry, and uh, Jalen Brunson don't look like they're going to play. They're all – very, very questionable. What the hell? I'm what? sorry about that. Something just was fell that... down in like the background of my house. Yeah, that sounded like it was pretty uh, bad. Do you need to check on it? No, I think I'm good. It looks like it looks like something fell down and then took some. I have a pile of boxes like next to it with uh, a, like a bunch of stuff because we're decorating the house, so we have to take out you know take out the Halloween stuff and get rid of that. So uh, ah. I think I took some boxes down with me. My, my, I'm looking at my girlfriend though. She looked like she had a mild heart attack. Uh, yeah, that sounded well. pretty pretty bad. Yeah, well, well nothing. Uh, you know, nothing. Uh, oh, she's she's got it. She's handling it. She's I, that's 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 why she's a keeper. She's, <laughs> is it like is it something haunted in the Halloween box that maybe we? There, I wouldn't be surprised if I there? live in a haunted house. I mean, it's it, it's three floors up. It's uh, an old house, so it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. Um, ah. but, no, we're good. We're good. We can continue. I think. I think everybody after the little mild everybody's heart attack, alive. Yeah, it <laughs> sounded sounded somewhat uh, serious there. So I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. All right, Dallas, you want to jump in with the math? Yeah, I think we can just kind of go back to what we were been doing, and I think the lineups already kind of been um, said that Doncic and Porzingis will both play again. So I feel good playing him. Maxi Cleaver is expected to start at center. So he's another guy I'm going to keep my eye on. Those are the three guys that I've kind of been having the most interest in during the preseason, and they're the only guys I really think are worth looking at. Yeah, you know, I mean, Luke has just been – he's he's taken it up another level. If, if he's going to have this kind of season, man, it's 
it's going to be a special year because he's he's been almost impossible to fade in any games, and he's gotten decent minutes. So, uh, you know, the, the Mavs play that game tomorrow night, and then uh, they have six days till the first game. So uh, I'm, I'm probably going to fire up Luca. You know, hopefully the, the salary isn't an issue. But, you know, he's just been too damn good to sit down. And Chris Stapps has been right behind him. I mean, he's, you know, in, in 20 to 24 minutes, those guys are smash city. And Luke has actually been getting like 26 to 28. So, yeah, mark me down for Luke and Porzingis, uh, you know, if I can fit them both into my lineup. Um, after that, even with the injured guys out, I'm just not sold on, you know, the big rotation of, Kleba and Marinovich and Justin Jackson and Hardaway and, you know, DeLon Wright. You got a little JJ and, and you know, all those guys mixing in there. So uh, sticking with the main two dudes with Dallas, I think, and then just rolling on. Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're right on the same page as far as the Mavs. And, I mean, with the Clippers, uh, I don't know about you. I'm not really too, too interested given the slate and what we have available in other games. Um, not too much is standing out for me, just knowing that Kawhi Leonard only played 11 minutes in his one and only preseason appearance so far. I'm not anticipating yeah. a whole lot from that. So if I, I honestly hope that he's ruled in. Um, I hope everybody sees that and then some people get the urge to play him because uh, that's just great for us if ownership goes to him for some reason because we don't want anything to do with him. I'm, prob- I'm, I'm just automatically assuming you're on the same page. Am I right? Yeah, I, I mean, right now it's just – they're you know they're not playing guys any any serious minutes at all and it's just a wild guess to who's going to be in there and who's going to get it done and and you know I just I can't I can't feel comfortable unless they they rule out three or four guys on top of their you know guys that are already out you know they've got the Magruders and Georges and Terrence Manns and guys uh, I guess uh, out. Now, man, I have to double check on. Uh, I saw that as, as questionable. But, you know, let's see if anybody else, you know, if, if there are two or three more rolled out and we can start talking about, you know, they're a little short at a position and maybe a Shamit or uh, Montrezl or one of those dude get, dudes gets in there. But right now, I'm a pass on the Clippers. All right. I think we just rounded it out with a lot of similar thinking. Um, looks like I didn't quite find anybody towards those end games to put against your Paul Millsap necessarily. Oh, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm looking, but there's just, I mean, he's very underwhelming. I feel like I could almost pick a lot of power forwards and just easily get away with this. But you know, I, I you know, I'm already zero and one, I guess, on the year. So we'll save it till maybe the regular we'll season before. It. Yeah. I may just pass on every other contest, stay 1-0, and win it, and then you have to wear the chicken suit at NBA All-Star. <laughs> there was no rule on minimum victories. Yeah, no, you, you you might have uh, you might have found the loophole, but uh, you know that gives me that gives me uh, it gives me like what two three months before I can figure out some way to maybe get you to you know oh, you agree could, to something you without even stoke, knowing you. You could stoke me. You know, it takes like two jabs, and I'm I'm game on you know how that goes <laughs> exactly so we'll find something maybe i'll just bring up so i'll go against javel mcgee one night uh and i'll be oh. i know i know who you'll take on that so that's a dead that's a dead loss for you immediately all right man well 
I think we rounded it out. Um, I'm looking forward to this slate. This is, this should be one that, you know, I'm not necessarily even looking forward to the slate, Coach. I think we're both on the same page. We were talking about it before. I think I'm looking forward to the regular season just to start and for these slates to be done. Um, yeah. They're fun and all. We're making money on them, but I want to get to the regular season. And you're off tomorrow. So you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, my God. You can get to know your girlfriend again. She's going to be happy, especially after, uh, you know, I, I just witnessed her almost have a heart attack. So I should probably go check on her as soon as this is done. You got to um, do an exorcism and get the <laughs> ghost out of there, dude. What the heck? Yeah, no, I, you know, it could have been the ghost. It could have it could have been, you know, maybe she bumped something. Who knows? Uh, I haven't I haven't quite got to the bottom of it yet. We'll find out once I the, once we get off ghost, this. Uh, it's the ghost that I sent over of Javel McGee. Anybody that actually knows me in in like real life will know I would take a ghost over a spider any day. I'm yeah. I, I turn into a complete like sissy when it comes to spiders. It's ridiculous. I have like arachnophobia to like the tenth degree. Uh, to oh, the point where no. I, I called my girlfriend in the room to kill the spiders. I don't do. I I can't. Take well, you him. do realize, oh. like, probably fifty percent of the texts and emails uh, I'm going to send you going forward will have some type of spider picture attached to it. Now you just opened yourself up for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I I almost built like an immunity to seeing like the a couple of the pictures of them because my my buddy used to do it to me when he was overseas uh, in the <laughs> Middle East. He would send me pictures of like these. These crazy, you know, I think they're called a camel spiders and other stuff. Oh. And what's, you know, I, I, I got scarred from seeing a few of those photos. So I could probably do with a photo coach. It's when I see it in person, I freeze up, I get tense. I, I want to run oh. in the other direction and I won't go back into the room until I know that spider's gone or dead. I just don't, oh I can't because then they, they know too much. They, you know, they know your, they smell your fear. I want nothing to do with it. Well, you know what? We're, we need to make sure you get uh, double extermination done there, man. I don't, I don't need to drop <laughs> one over with a, you know, a heart attack from seeing a big spider. We, we need you, we need you on the show, dude. <laughs> well, that's a get, a get. If there's any listeners out there who are also uh, exterminators and could spider-proof my house, I don't think I have a problem with them. But even one's too many for me. So if you have a way to keep all spiders far away from my house, uh, yeah, that that'll be very helpful, and I'd appreciate that. Beautiful. Well, all right. Anything else uh, DFS-wise? I guess the next time you and I are on will be on Monday night talking about the opening damn NBA tip. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be... I uh, can't believe it, dude. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. It Uh, feels like it's been a year in preparation and shows and coverage of everything from draft and free agency and summer league it's like i i mean it's it's i mean we're here it's here it's right around the corner so um you, we have plenty of time to prepare as well so i believe the the first opening night is one of those smaller slates so let's it try, is. let's try not to go too wild on it um we're waiting for that nice juicy slate where we can really dig into the value and get yeah. some low owned guys. That's what we're waiting for. That's that's where we kind of sit there and we uh, we dig a little deeper in the pockets on that night. I completely agree, but I guarantee I'm going to be fighting the itchy fingers to get <laughs> pushing those buttons on uh, opening night. But I'm with you, dude. All right. All right. Well, fantastic. Enjoy the four days and. Uh, I look forward to getting back with you on Monday, Mike. And, and for our listeners out there, join Andrew and I tomorrow. for uh, we, We're going to do a six-game slate tomorrow night for the Friday final uh, preseason card. 
And then uh, the next time uh, Mike and I are with you is opening night uh, before the night before opening night. So we're ready to roll. So thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my man, Mike Patria, I'm Coach, and we'll catch you tomorrow when we look to crush it again in DFS. Good night. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.